on your side, so stay up. Feet don't say the right thing, or don't touch you enough. Just got off the interstate. Tell me now for a pull up. Should I turn around? Is you playing both sides? Are you thinking up my mind? How I let you get your way? No, you miss it, it's been a while. You would have to pick up to call me crazy. But you make me wanna love better. You can have everything. You can have everything. You can have everything. You can have everything. What you want is yours. You prove yourself to fucking song i'm gonna need you to turn this podcast off and go fucking google ray j wait a minute all right (laughs) hold on man i'm trying to get a little situated here wait a minute oh i think we're good now what is on or what is up as a normal fucking person would say what's going on you bitch ass niggas it's david bunsey with another episode of bunsey's corner Episode number 70-whatever-something. Um, shit, man, y'all are hearing from me twice in a month. Consider yourselves lucky. <laughs> Consider yourselves fucking lucky, man. Uh, how have you guys been? It feels so good to be back. And black. Hold on a minute. And doing crack. All right. Glad we got that out the way. What's good? What's good with y'all, man? We are well into December, and I uh December. Fuck. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? Real quick, I have been fucking up the date. Like I've been putting twenty twenty three still on like sixty percent of my work invoices. I've been putting twenty twenty three, and that's <laughs> like it's like come on, bro. Like, are you even trying? Because I'll go back and I'll look at my invoices at the end of the day, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a tick. That doesn't make any sense. This is 2024. It's a whole new year of stuff. Oh, man. I got to wash my beard. You hate to see it. Ugh. Ugh. I'm disgusted with what I'm seeing. I'm not going to lie. But, um, yeah, man, we've been rocking through January, and it's been feeling, uh, I don't know about you, but real quick on, like, a emotional type shit. It hasn't been that bad for me with the seasonal depression this year. I'm going to fart. Hold on a second. I would love... When I listen back to that, I got to figure out if the mic picked that up by any chance. Um, It's it's been pretty good, you know? And I think it's like I finally, at this point in my life, 
sort of have like you know things going on and things to look forward to um kind of the main the biggest reason I, i've been away you know considering i said you guys would hear from me again weekly and you know that's kind of a lie when i say it um i had some training to do uh earlier this month for work um i had to write two uh exterminator exams and as you guys know i don't test well on exams i'm not the person who's like you know there's like a lot of people who are what's the word fluent no that's not the fucking word people who are just good in academics okay there's uh scholars if you will (laughs) average b students you know i was not that um, ever growing up, I I tested terribly my entire life. Anytime I took a test, all the knowledge that I learned, it could have been five minutes ago, would have exited my brain the moment that. Te- Put it this way, I got a lot of tests handed back to me with the paper facing down. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, you shouldn't trust my. Op- <laughs> you shouldn't trust my opinion. I have a real, I have a actually funny story about um, school and. And homework, I I am gonna tell it. I just have to remember it, so I'm gonna write write it down. Sorry, give me uno momento. But yeah, no, like I I had some um, homework reports. I just want to write it down because I know I'll forget it. Um, I had a couple exams to write. Um, and I had training up in Saint Catharines, if I'm not mistaken, um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then I wrote the exams. I passed. Wait for applause. Wait for the I'm proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate all of that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, it felt good to pass because, like I said, I don't test well. So knowing that I was able to fucking study and hunker down and have the information retained, because that's always been the biggest issue for me is how do I make the in- the information that I'm reading? What? How can I make it? How can I retain it? Um, and when I look back now, it's just... It was more so I wasn't interested in the stuff that I was reading um, and learning about. Um, there wasn't really an interest level there. So definitely took a while. It took just longer for me to have to uh, retain the information. But this time around, definitely felt more confident going into it. Uh, definitely felt confident leaving the exam, um, which is good because I don't know if you guys remember, but the last time that I fucking wrote a fucking exam was for my HVAC course one and I bought I didn't bomb it but I failed by I think the passing mark was 75 I think I got a 73 or 72 so I only passed by like or I only failed by like one or two marks and then that sent me into a vast depression but that's another story for another time uh, other than that yeah like I've been pretty like good you know passed that exam um family is family and I have a date coming up I think the last time that you guys ever <laughs> heard me talk about a girl might have been sometime last summer. And I'm going to keep it a stack with y'all, man. There have been some girls since then, if you remember. Uh, I think it was like three, four episodes ago because, you know, I didn't haven't dropped much. <laughs> it was like three, four episodes I had told you guys about a girl that I was probably seeing. And, well, you know. In my experience, the women that I'm running into are they love to waste time. And I think the lot of a lot of women that I've run into over the course of, I don't know, the last five years, maybe a lot of them are um, 
time wasters. Now, I don't want to make it seem like I, you know, I have, I have, I have my own faults when it comes to dealing with women that I'm sure uh, they can tell you. Um, but my experience that I can, you know, I look at, I look at the, I try to look at the situation uh, objectively, and I try to, hey, where did I my maybe play a part in the demise of this relationship? Um, and I kind of have an answer, but I don't really think it's relevant to what I'm trying to say. Um, I have run into a lot of women who have just been like bored or, um, they need just some sort of validation or attention. And unfortunately I give that stuff right away without, uh, like if I like you, I'm going to make you, I want to make you feel like you're special. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to think that you're just another girl that's that's how i treat my friends you know <laughs> you're just another girl to me i don't give a i don't really like I, <coughs> I care about you but i wouldn't die for you you know that's a lie i would die for some of my friends but i would 1000 percent die for the woman that i marry and the woman that has my children you know what i mean but anyways besides the point this girl now sort of talk we've been talking for a little bit we sort of have like this uh i don't even know how you would phrase it but it's it's an interesting relationship that we've sort of uh, garnered so far because we met in the summertime um then things sort of fell fell through towards the end of it um and then we didn't talk for a few months and then i like you know when i meet someone who i think is of value and who i think is of like there's a connection there and i i i, I see maybe i see a future there right um it, it's harder for me to let go a lot of the times um but this time was just a lot. It was it was just harder. I was just thinking about her all the time. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to message her. And I messaged her. And we've just been talking. And it's been great. Um, and we're going to hang out next week. So y'all are going to hear about what that date went like. Um, <laughs> and I know it sounds like I'm not excited. Cause I don't, and I don't want to put it out as if I am not excited. Because I'm very excited to to be going on a date. It's been a while since I've gone on a date. The lack of enthusiasm sort of comes from a place where a lot of these hoes aren't 10 toes down. Do you, do you feel what I'm saying? Like a lot of these women aren't like in it for the, in it for, you know, they're not trying to win it for the, trying to risk it for the biscuit. You know, they're all just kind of, oh, I, you were, you were just a nice guy during the time. Why are you parking right in front of my truck? This guy can barely see over the steering wheel, like barely see over the steering wheel. That was so fucking funny. Yes, I'm fucking in my car, obviously. Oh, real quick. I want to tell you about the fucking story. Homework story. You know, as a kid, I never like I said, I didn't test well. I wasn't like the fucking I was barely a C plus student because it was hard for me to stay awake during fucking science class. But I always managed to walk away with a 50. So this in the fourth grade, my teacher and mom uh, garnered a pretty decent relationship uh, because I was struggling, and I also was following friends. At this point in the year, I, it, it, it was the summertime, like the weather was summer, um, and I had already gotten in trouble a few times in that class, and, I, and every time I got in trouble, it was because I was following friend, okay? And I've talked about this friend before on this podcast. His name is Bushman. I've had a lot of fucking fun times with that guy. <laughs> so, um, 
I yeah, I had gotten in trouble a, pre, uh, a, a few times that year, and I think this is the sort of straw that broke the camel's back. But I don't think I'm using that phrase correctly. So, anyways, my teacher, Miss Paisano, Mrs. Paisano, wherever you are in the world, I want you to know that I love you. I, I hope you're, I hope you're doing well. I gotta find a way to get in contact with you actually, because it's been a lot of years since I've heard from you or anyone even. It's fine. We'll, I'm gonna do that off. Miss Paisano had homework reports that if you were consistently missing homework, not handing in assignments, she would send home a homework a homework report. Guess who was getting them them motherfuckers all the time? Yeah, me, David Bunsey. So I remember the day like it was there was like a, a thing that we had to write. Um, I don't remember what it was about, but it was like a a thing that we just had to write for our teacher. We we're supposed to hand it in the next day. I remember the day before I was on the my PlayStation and I was playing Metro. Uh, no, what the fuck was I playing? I think I was playing the Star Wars racing game, right? And I remember having the thought, I have to do this thing that I for class. But I said, fuck it. Like, I'm on the game. I'm doing it. Obviously, I didn't say it in such an intricate way, but I definitely remember having that fuck it mentality <laughs> in the fourth grade. So I get to school the next day. And Mrs. Paisano looks at me and she's like, Anthony, for, listen, the reason why they call me, I got a lot of names. You should know that by now. If you don't, I'm sorry. To, I, anyways, <clears throat> Anthony, where's your, she's going around collecting everybody's homework. She gets to me and I'm like, oh, you know, the classic move. You pretend like you're looking in your bag for it. You pretend like it's in your bag and it's deep into the nether realms of your bag when your bag is only, what, two feet long. But you're looking in that bitch like you're trying to find Narnia. You know what I mean? So I was I was like, oh, I'm just looking for it. She already knew what was up because she's not an idiot. Mrs. Paisano is not an idiot. She's a seasoned teacher. She knows the tricks. What I'm doing isn't she's not new to this. She's true to this. So. She skips me and she just goes around. And then she goes and she sits down, okay? And she just continues. She starts her lesson because looking back now, I'm just like, she's she's so tired of me. She's so fucking tired of me that she's just like, let's just get the day started because she's, she's sick of the bullshit I'm already on. Bro, it's probably 20 minutes, 20 minutes to half an hour of me looking in my dirty desk because my desk was dirty. It was full of papers and shit. My bag that had a couple binders in there, nothing like crazy. And I remember just spending a lot of time looking for this assignment. After about half an hour, she kind of out, she outed me in front of the class. She was like, Anthony, do you have your assignment? And I said, no, Miss Paisano. And she was like, out. So we had first recess, lunch, and then second recess. Okay. This was in the morning. It's the beginning of the day. And she's like, okay, well, you don't get to go out for recess today. In my mind, I'm like, yo, lunch is lit. <laughs> like, I don't care about first recess. It's only half an hour anyways. I don't give a fuck. So I was like, okay. Boom. First first, first hour recess comes. I'm in the class with her. She's like, have you found your assignment yet? And I was like, oh, um, I didn't do it. Finally confessed, right? And she was like, okay. So I, And I just see her writing. Kids come back. We get to lunch. Lunch comes now and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting ready to go like play outside after we eat. And she's like, oh, Anthony, where are you going? And I said, I'm going outside for recess. She's like, you don't get a recess today. What part of that didn't you understand? 
My whole world crumbled in the matter of the five seconds of her saying that. What do you mean I don't get recess today? What kind of fucking... What kind of fucking war crimes camp are you holding me at, lady? Like, what kind of prison is this? So, boom. <clears throat> Third recess comes. I guess her conscience was playing on her because she could see that I was real sad. I didn't get to go out for lunch or recess. She lets me go out for third recess. So, I'm thinking in my mind, everything is good. It's just another day of me not doing my homework. I am, you know, I'm good. I'm going to stop the story right there. My, I told you this prior to I used to I was a frequent flyer of the homework reports being sent home. Right. And a lot of times, almost all the time, all the homework reports that came, my mom never got them. I want to be very clear. I was forging my mom's signature from a very, very young age. Like it was crazy of me. Right. Because her signature wasn't anything like to me, wasn't anything like um complicated. It was just. A lot of times she just did M and an M for, you know, for her initials. A lot of time that's just what she did, right? So as a kid, I was like, oh, that's fucking easy as fuck. So I would just do that, force it, and bong, you know, whatever. So she lets me go outside. I'm I'm, I'm living willy-nilly, bum, bum, bum. Come back inside, and she pulls me to her desk immediately. And, like, she didn't say it in front of the class, but... She said to me, she was like, you have to stay after school because we're going to call your mother. Holy. Okay, so now I'm now I'm real scared. Okay, now I'm like real, real, real scared. Actually, hold on. I'm advancing the story. My bad. So I come back in. I come I come back We come back in from recess. Teacher, uh, it's now we're getting actually getting towards the end of the day now. So. Miss Paisano, Mrs. Paisano, she gives me a homework report to take home. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll make sure. She's like, Anthony, make sure your mom gets this. I'm like, okay. I get home. I'm hanging out with my friends after um, after school at the building at Humberline. Get upstairs, look at my bag, and I completely forgot about the homework report because that's how irrelevant they were to me. So I um. I looked at the homework report and I was like, oh, let me just do my thing to this real quick before I quote unquote start my homework. So fucking I grab there, I didn't have any pens around. There were no pens in my room. So I grabbed the closest thing to what I thought would work. Right. And this is what my dumbass thought would work. A light blue, a sky blue pencil crayon. I forged my mom's signature on the homework report in light blue. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what in my mind thought that like, oh, I'm about to get off on this. I think it's because of the amount of times that I've done it before. Uh, I had done it before and it had worked. Granted, every other time that I've done it, it was in pen or even I don't think I ever did pencil because I don't know. Pen just happened to always be around. Right. So I never really did it. But pencil crayon, nigga. That's when I knew. Looking back and I was like, that's when I knew I was a I was a little dumb nigga for sure. So Bong get to school the next day. Miss Paisano's greeting everyone. She looks at me, she's like, Anthony, did your mother get the homework report? And I said, Yes, she did. Pulled it out, confident as a bitch. And let me tell you something. There is you think that you have confidence when you're so bold in something, even though you know you're wrong. <laughs> and I know that probably didn't make any sense. But I thought for sure that I'm like, oh, this is going to be business as usual. 
this isn't going to stifle my day. And she got, she's getting the homework report. In my mind, this is a win for everybody, right? Because my mom always said, Namek teacher, if it called me, come on down to school. And so I'm like, all right, don't worry about it. You don't ever have to come down to the school. I got you. So give hand Mrs. Paisano the, uh, <laughs> the homework, homework report. She looks at the report. She looks at me, looks back down at the report. And she's like, Anthony, you're not serious. And I said, what? She's like, we're going to call your mom after school. I, it felt like my heart sunk to my ass, okay? Because you need to understand something. As a black child growing up, you could have told me that you were calling the police. And I would have said, okay. Like, you know what I mean? All cocky and some shit i probably would have been scared internally but at nine years old i would have never showed it probably just because like it's the police like and i'm a kid like they're not really gonna take me to jail you know i had that level of understanding at nine years old but when you threaten a nigga to call his parents now you hitting low now you low blowing for no fucking reason like the fuck are you doing mrs p but (laughs) anyways immediate nervousness just just covered my body okay paralysis couldn't move felt like if i took a step right now i was gonna water shit out my ass and everybody was gonna see it so i like stood there in disbelief and she was like you can go sit down and i just couldn't move like i just could not move She's like, Anthony, go sit down and like snap. I like snapped out of it and I went and I sat down. I was in the worst mood the whole day. Now, I'm thinking to myself, oh, she's going to have a change of heart like like she did yesterday when she let me come outside for recess. Like, I'm think that's my line of thinking that she's going to just say, you know what, Anthony, you made a mistake. It's okay. We all make mistakes. You just have to make sure that you never do it again because forgery is wrong. It is very, very wrong. And you can get in a lot of trouble for that. I'm thinking I'm going to get some speech like that. Fourth period rolls around or wait, we had back then we had like eight periods. So in eighth period, or I think it was seven. I don't remember. We had four in the morning. Yeah. Cause we'd have gym. Yeah. So I think it was four in the morning, three in the afternoon, whatever. We get to the last period of the day. All the kids are leaving. I'm saying bye to all my friends. And I'm still just very, like, somber and sad. Like, I'm not happy because my teacher, ha- Ms. Paisano, she ain't say shit about this changing. It looks like I'm about to go do some real fed time. You know what I mean? So everyone leaves, and she's like, are you ready to go call your mother? And I'm like, oh, my God, you're, you're fucking serious. Like, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna rat me out, lady? So whatever. Hold on. Let me get some water real quick. I bet y'all haven't heard that in a minute, huh? Let me get some water real quick. I also haven't been drinking much water. I've been trying to stay hydrated uh, during these uh, summer months. Winter months. The fuck? Sun was out on Friday. Shit was throwing me all the way the fuck off. I didn't know how to feel. So 
so back to the story. She comes to me now. Anthony, let's go call your mom. And, you know, I'm I'm scared. Like, I am so very, very scared. But on my way to the teacher's lounge where the phone was, I'm thinking to myself, calling my mom probably isn't going to be as bad as I'm thinking, you know. I'm probably just, like, over-dramatized. I'm being overly dramatic. I can't pronounce the word. Dramatization, dramalizing, dramatizing. In short, I think I'm making it worse than it actually is. So I'm thinking it's probably not as bad as maybe, you know, whatever. She calls my mom and immediately when she was like, hi, hi, Ma- uh, hi, Mabel, this is Mrs. Paisano calling from Humberwood. My mom cut her off and was like, let me speak to him. And ho- my mom didn't say much. She didn't say much. All she needed to say was, watch when I get home. Oh! I need you to understand. I need you guys to understand when you're listening. I need you to understand the severity of what just transpired. You niggas don't know that World War Three is about to happen in apartment 806 at 30 Humberline Drive. Y'all niggas do not know it might be a homicide. So I normally walk home after school. And let me tell you something. <laughs> that was the most nervous I have ever been i'm actually getting nervous shits right now just thinking about that walk home because that walk home terrifying okay so after like that probably was around 3 34 and my mom don't get out of work until 5 30 which means she's not getting home until about six and that was that back then she had like a set schedule it was every monday to friday weekend she was off but like monday to friday i knew what time she was getting home because i just you know I was a little menace. So anyways, <laughs> I I get home after what was seemingly the worst fucking journey I've ever had to make home in my entire life. I get home, I immediately wash the dishes, sweep the kitchen, sweep the bathroom, and also tidy up my room, right? I did all of that. Normally what I do when I come home is I try to catch shows that I missed the day before. Is this a cop car or something? What's wrong with these niggas, bro? I get it. It's a big pothole, but y'all niggas don't have to drive so suspect in front of my fucking truck. Anyways, normally I would try to watch shows that I missed the night before because I used to have a bedtime for nine o'clock. So if there were things that I missed, like, for example, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw used to come on at nine o'clock Mondays, right? Normally I wouldn't be up till 11 watching it because I, I had a bedtime. Good news is that it used to replay Tuesdays at 4, okay, from 4 to 5 um, on the same channel that it played on, which I think was uh, TSN at the time. This time, no, 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 no. There was none of that. Did all my chores, did all my homework, and I literally jumped into my bed and covered myself because the I looked at the clock and the clock was about 5.45. I jumped in the bed and cried. Just cried. And I know that that's, it sounds sad because it's like, oh, it's a kid crying. No, 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 no. This, because I knew what was, I, it was Judgment Day. It was Judgment Day. And my mama came for her 40 acres and a mule. You know what I mean? Like, she was, she came to whoop niggas. <laughs> like, it was not good. 
bro. So my she has like a bunch of keys that I could hear from down the hall. Okay, I could hear the keys every time she came home. If there wasn't a TV playing in the background or me on the game, and I was just sitting there, maybe actually doing my homework because you know I did my homework sometimes, like not often, but sometimes. You know, like I could hear the keys. I it was so quiet in the fucking house. You could hear a pin drop. I heard them keys, and I started bawling. Like, like just hysterical, right? She gets to the door. She opens up the door, and she just she's not saying anything. She doesn't whatever, whatever. Mind you, in between um, me finishing my chores and getting in the bed and her coming home. I'm falling in in and out of sleep because of how much I'm crying. Like I'm crying because uh, I'm scared and I'm tired because I'm crying, right? So I'm in the midst of like taking a nap, right? Um, I'm like in and out of it a little bit. So I, I hear her come, but I like almost fainted while I was laying down. So boy, she put that belt to overtime, dog. She beat the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. She, she really... She really uh, disciplined me with that. And I, you know what? I know a lot of you might be listening thinking, oh, spanking kids is wrong and it, it, it's a, it's abuse. Here's the thing. I won't, I won't beat my kids because I don't, I don't think that discipline needs to be um, in the form of that. Am I mad at her for doing it? No. I think it helped me in a way to um, walk a, a straight path in life obey certain things and obey certain people and have respect for people um is there a way that that could have happened that i could get all those things without being disciplined in that way maybe but i don't have kids in order for me to say that that was the right way or not you know what i mean like i think that she i think she just did the best that she could and that that's that's good enough that's good enough for me you know and i don't hold that against her honestly i think i needed it i think it was for the betterment of of um myself to be honest and yeah that's probably why i don't test well because i was too busy fucking lying i was such a habitual liar dog <laughs> like what the fuck and I, like at nine years old i was like oh you can get away with something just by lying oh oh you've opened pandora's box now took me a while to get out of it but whatever I honestly don't even know why I told you all that story. Just play some music, man. When I saw your face, you seemed kind of familiar. Like someone I knew, but you were just a stranger. And I'm so glad you came into my life this way. So just tell me once that you might feel the same. Because I knew that you meant for me. When you started to speak and I felt kind of weak at times. I think somehow I let you in a dream. That January and I felt so deep Gave you my heart Now you know every part of me Show you how I really feel Knowing I'm yours Almost ran out of home this time So send your love in to me tonight Cause 
over from my head It fills my heart with butterflies I fall deeper into your love When you look into my eyes You know you're mine Taking me high Now you know every part of me Show you how you made me that I was just telling you guys was I went to Humberwood Downs Junior Middle Academy it sounds richer than it actually was I want to start there it sounds richer than it actually was but I met some great teachers there man some teachers who fucking mean a lot to me to this day actually I think about often one of them being Mrs. Paisano Um, she was my fourth grade teacher and my eighth grade teacher so I got in trouble again in the eighth grade and she wasn't happy about it. But I mean, I was still a kid. My art teacher, Mrs. P. Pangetopoulos, my homeroom teacher in the seventh grade, Mrs. Uh, Fisher, a.k.a. Mrs. Cornell, a.k.a. Cornflake, a.k.a. Corn Chips. I should really reach out to these teachers, man. It's been so long since I've seen them, but they, um, and my volleyball coach, Mr. Carey, um, and Mr. Shore. There's a lot of teachers at that school who helped me in a way that I didn't know I needed until I got older. Does that make sense? Like it wasn't, it wasn't something that I, I didn't know I needed until I got older because the... I know I've probably talked about this on the pod before, but, you know, a lot of the things that I had or a lot of the things I had going on in in my life, whether it be uh, school, um, sports, um, academic awards rarely happen or sports awards, you know, like I, I obviously had things to attend to for those. And I never really had the support from family when it came to that stuff. And my teachers, a lot of times uh, they 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 voiced their support for me. 
Um, and it made me feel good about myself. You know what I mean? It made me feel really good about myself. Uh, I don't think I was getting it in the places that I probably needed it most. But, you know, I got a shit so bad. My stomach is like, ooh, I don't know why it's doing all of this right now. This is weird. Hold on a minute. Ugh. I'm going to murder the toilet when I get upstairs. Anyways, these teachers just mean they're um these teachers just mean a lot to me and there, there's someone else who I didn't mention um Miss Muhammad, Maria Muhammad. She was uh, a lunch lady when I was in the 3rd grade. Up until about the 5th the 5th grade, I think. Um I was her favorite student. I know that <laughs> I know that for sure because our school had like this uh it was like a school currency and i think it was called i don't remember what it was called humber humber bucks the family that parks next to me is fucking here now so i'm just going to wait for them to pass so anyways our school had like these um i think they were called humber bucks some shit like that and if you did things around the school, you would get them, you know, like picking up trash or like teachers had the access. So they'd be like, oh, here's some Humber Bucks and you can spend it to buy things like juice or whatever. Right. Sort of a way to teach responsibility to kids. And Maria always used to give me extra ones just for being myself. You know, there was I never I was never doing extra. I mean, I used to try to be nice and respectful uh, but she would always just I was I was attached to her fucking hip um for those three years, man. Um and she was such a sweet lady. Sweet, sweet lady. If I ever like forgot my lunch, she would bring she would let me have some of her lunch. And she was Guyanese, so her her fucking uh, her lunch always consisted of curry. <laughs> it always it always had curry in it. I remember one time I forgot my lunch and her husband brought me lunch. She loved me and I loved her. And it was, you know, uh, the relationship of like a mother son type of thing. Um, I don't think she had any sons, but she definitely had a daughter who was uh, at the same school and pro and older, you know, which probably might have been hard for her to watch. Watching her mother be so like loving with a child who's not hers or her like related to her, you know. But Maria was a great, was a great, great person. And I, I say was because I recently, um, it was like last year, late last year. No, it was mid last year, actually, around the time of my birthday. I found Maria on Facebook and, um... I, I added her because I was like, she's got to remember me. There's no way she didn't remember me. Um, at least, you know, I was thinking, like, there's no way she couldn't remember me. I actually saw her once when I was at Champs. Um, and it was absolutely lo lovely to see her because that was the first time I had see her, seen her since I was, like, 10. You know, it's been a, a lot of years since I'd seen her. Um, 
And of course, like she just embraced me as she always did from when I was a kid. And I, re- I remember that about her and just being a warm person. I went to look her up on Facebook and I found her and I, I added her and um, I like messaged her right away. And I was like, hi, Maria, like, how are you? And hope everything is well. It's been such a long time. And her daughter actually um, is running the account now because Maria had passed. She passed, I think, um, I forget why she passed. I actually have to go, uh, gotta go look. Cancer. She passed, I guess this year would make three years. And, you know, it just, it, 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 that, that's, that one sucked. It's, it sat with me for a little bit. Um, even though I hadn't seen her in years, you know, I haven't been around her in years. I was a child and I'm a grown man now. I, I still have those memories of the way she used to look out for me from like my bullies or, uh, teachers, <laughs> you know, she was always um, in my corner. She never questioned why I did anything. She just sort of supported me blindly. You know, the mark of a <laughs> polarizing person, a polarizing spirit, if you will. Um, so I think about her often and I... I Here's to you, Maria. I hope that I've made you proud all these years later. I tend to get in my head, making mountains out of sand, hoping that you're climbing for me. Nightmares of you leaving me for something I couldn't see, breaking me up out of my Stars in the night Love
time you're mine in daylight you act like you don't even know my name Hurts me to say, but I gotta move on What you want me to say? I thought I could become the type of guy that you're looking for Williams is in the fucking news. Jeez Louise. Cat Williams set the world on fire a couple weeks ago. He had a lot to say about um, comedians, Hollywood, Harvey Weinstein, Steve Harvey, just, I think, Kevin Hart again. And, you know, people who are, I'm a fan of Cat Williams. I am. I've been a not like the biggest fan, but I've definitely enjoyed his uh, stand-up specials, uh, movie appearances, almost anything, almost anything that he's ever appeared in or worked in, he has um, done well in. You know, sort of stole the show type of thing. So, man, he just had a lot. Though I can't recall everything that he said, and you know, people will look at. Because he 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 had the he was on um uh, Shannon Sharp Shay Shay's podcast and um he he had a lot he just had a lot of like things to say that people didn't know obviously but he also had receipts for a lot of those things and a lot of the one of those things the biggest thing that stuck out to me was the Steve Harvey 
the fuck does that say? What the? Sometimes I'd be write uh, write notes and I'd be like, what the fuck does that say? Oh, okay. The yeah, he had he had said something about Steve Harvey about Steve Harvey having a fucking. He had a wig. Do y'all remember that tight lineup that he had in the uh, 90s and 2000s? Before he went bald, he had that lineup and taper fade that looked like God himself did it. Apparently, that's a man unit. And he had that shit surgically placed on the head. And he, Steve Harvey used to talk about he used to spend, I think, 1500 a week, every, every two weeks or every week on the guy cutting his hair. Which is like kind of ridiculous when you think about it, right? Because this nigga, all if that was your natural fucking care, you're telling me you were paying fifteen hundred dollars for a nigga to take some clippers to it? No fucking way! Like fifteen hundred dollars a week sounds like some extra added maintenance work for something that might be a what you would call uh, synthetic, man-made. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, he also had some things to say about Steve Harvey. Um, he had some things to say about uh, 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 Cedric the Entertainer, just the kings of comedy. Um, he praised the shit out of Bernie Mac, which I love to see. Um, because, you know, I, I'll never be okay with any Bernie Mac uh, slander. He's one of my favorite comedians of all time. One of my favorite actors of all time. Um, just another one of those guys that any and everything that he has been in, has not not made me laugh. You know what I mean? Like everything that he has done has made me laugh um in the highest degree. Like I will burst out laughing watching Bernie Mac. Um and if you if you've never watched the Bernie Mac show, please do yourself a favor and go watch it. I I implore you to to go and watch it cuz it's 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 five seasons of absolute gold. Um yeah, Cat had a lot to say about the Kings of Comedy and how they all hated Bernie and or mostly Steve hated Bernie. I'm just like, oh, man, like it's so I think I've talked about this before with the whole Diddy situation, man. It's like you're getting older and all the people that you considered like. Inspiration, maybe even to a degree, your hero, all depending on how much fanfare you have for them. Every last one of them is falling apart. Like, every last one of them did some nasty shit in order to gain the success. And that's kind of what Cat Williams was talking about, is the absolute absurd way that people have um, just sort of thrown away their dignity for the fame. You know, the fame and the money. But mostly the fame. You know, you know how that goes. Needless to say, this whole thing is nasty. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, the, the 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 names on the flight logs is the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm obviously just going to keep my eyes glued to it as much as you guys have been because so far what I've seen... Here's what's going to be very interesting, though. How do you differentiate people just visiting the island and people that were visiting the island and engaging in the nasty shit, like the pedophilia and stuff like that? Because just because someone was on the flight logs, it doesn't necessarily mean that they were involved in it. Now, I can see why someone might think that because um, Holly Weird is is a strange place, right? We've seen it happen um, a lot of times where 
uh, Harvey Weinstein, perfect example. He would be that type of nigga, right, to go to that island and be sort of situated with it. Did y'all hear about Oprah's life healer who got sentenced to 99 years for sex trafficking? I think I talked about that last episode. So it's like, these niggas is everywhere. These niggas is everywhere and sort of like abusing their power to a degree um, because they have it. But you already know how that go. You already know how that go. I kind of want to play some music and I think I'm going to. Speaking of like fucked up things, did y'all um a few weeks ago, did y'all hear about that synagogue in um in New York? If you don't know what a synagogue is, I just learned what it was too. It's a place for Jewish people. <laughs> That's all I got actually. Um but there was a underground tunnel and uh I'm trying to remember, I think I think I remember reading somewhere that it was connected to like a women's gym. But basically, everyone in that bitch got arrested for fucking uh, sex trafficking uh, charges, allegedly. And um, I I thought that was pretty fucking... That shit got swept under the rug pretty quickly, by the way, because it it was here today, and it almost feels like videos of it got erased pretty quickly. But boy, was that, like, fucking nuts to see play out. What do you mean you have an underground tunnel that's connected to something related to women and that you brought like, yo, they and they saw to be clear the NYPD, they raided the place. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you know what a raid looks like, but everyone's getting put in handcuffs. Every soul in the place gets put 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 in handcuffs until they can be ID'd, processed. And then they kind of go from there to see what your involvement is um, with that. I remember seeing some videos of like what looked like teenage boys being arrested. And I said, fuck, like the last thing you want is to get wrapped up in some fucking sex trafficking charges. Fucking Vince McMahon, dog. And I'm going to be clear. okay? (laughs) I'm not surprised that these things have now come up from for Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. If you don't know, Vince McMahon has uh, now been. Uh, he's being accused of sex trafficking. Um, I, I actually have to go look up exactly what it is because I, I, I saw this and I did gasp at first. But then I thought about the shit that this he had women doing um, in the WWE it was just insane. Um, I do want to look this up. Nick, man, I always forget how to spell this nigga last name, bro. Google, are you going to... What do you mean you have unusual traffic? If you don't find my fucking Google search, bitch, Vince McMahon. I can't pronounce that. No, don't hit the X, dummy. What do you mean unusual traffic? What the fuck does that mean, bro? This is so fucking stupid, bro. All I want to do is Google the nigga name. Google's hitting. Yo, have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen this before? Maybe you guys can fucking help make this some sense. I'm trying to fucking Google the charges for Vince McMahon right now. And Google's telling me our systems have detected unusual traffic from your computer network. Please try your request again later. 
What, bitch? Let me Google my shit, ho. What the fuck do you mean, bro? Bro, hold on a minute, bro. I cannot believe that my thing's doing this right now. No, no, no. Let's fucking try this like a normal human being. Holy fuck, bro. Finally, Vincent Kennedy fucking McMahon. Sexual assault and trafficking. That's what he's being uh, 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 accused of right now. And like I said, I'm not surprised that this nigga's being accused. This man used to fucking throw the rapist word on live television. He used to sexualize his own daughter. Now, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I might have to shoot you ahead not for doing that to Stephanie because I'll tell you right now, Stephanie, that sounded crazy, but Stephanie was my first, like, probably white woman crush looking back now because holy shit, I didn't realize how sexy she was until I grew up and I was like, oh, I'm, I would I would leave it in. But anyways, I forgot why I was talking about Vince, but it seems that like just to kind of touch back on it again, all of the people that I sort of looked up looked up to as a kid are sort of having that fall from grace. And it's pretty fucking. I'm like at the edge of my seat already in fucking 2024. We're not even a month in this bitch. You feel me? And shit feels like it's fucking falling apart. Why, why did that black guy jump that judge? That shit was crazy to me. I, 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 this, nigga, this nigga jumped the judge as I guess she was sentencing him. He like he somehow made it past where he stands by the lawyer's bench to where the judge's bench is. He was able to make it past all those people and jump and actually physically assault her. And then the next time that because she ordained for not ordained, but she arranged for him to be in court, I think that following week or something. And they had this nigga suited and booted up, had the spit mask on. They had this man handcuffed from head to toe. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of funny. It was kind of funny to see a judge get attacked. Because you've n- I, I've never seen that before. Seeing a judge get attacked was pretty entertaining. And I don't really think he did any, like, damage. But the fact that he was able to clear the bench while handcuffed. Because he had his hands handcuffed, right? Anyways. Y'all, I like a girl, bro. I hate it here. I fucking hate it here. This time around, I'm not, like, going to be sad if it doesn't work out. And I'm also, like, you know, not banking on it not working out you know like i want to actually see if this can fucking go somewhere but you know you know you know how that goes i saw this video the other day of um and i don't know if it was real because you know with the internet sometimes shit can be manufactured but i i thought i'd talk about it in case that it was real or in case anyone's going up going through this right now this is specifically for the niggas, too, so, you know. I saw this video of this young kid. 
Um, it said that he had killed himself. Um, he committed suicide jumping off a building because his um, his girlfriend broke up with him. To all my young niggas who might be listening to this, your life means more with you here than you not being here. You you matter more. You have you have more to do here on planet Earth before you take your final nap. I say that to say because I remember feel I remember being of an age and thinking to myself, you know, if I die tomorrow, no one's gonna really care. Dark thought, right? It's a very dark and heavy thought to have as a young man (laughs) that if I were to not be here tomorrow that a a culminating of zero people would miss me or even remember me because at at the time I didn't feel like as if I I made a difference in anyone's life that I wasn't um, valuable to anybody real sad shit if you ask me you know so my young niggas, man, you 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 have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Because the light is there. Whatever darkness it is that you're feeling on the inside, whatever pain and or confusion you're feeling, it, it's temporary. But I get it, you know. It's hard for you to see uh, six feet in front of you. Life is hard. You're trying to establish yourself as a as a man. And what makes it harder to do sometimes is that everywhere you kind of turn. You're told that you're not enough and what you're doing isn't enough. You must raise the standard. I guess I'm just here to reassure you that you are enough and that you do matter. And don't let anyone make you feel like what you have right now is uh, subpar less than it's easy for people to judge you when they don't know you know the hardships that you have to go through know the struggles that you have to go through people talk about mental health but conveniently stop caring so much when it's a man involved you know we know what that's like I consider myself pretty fortunate to know that like a lot of my dating <coughs> a lot of my dating partners that I've had over the years have not like been terrible. They haven't been shitty people, you know. So if I kind of expressed myself to them, they never they never really threw it back at me the way that I hear some of my guy friends experience some of you hoes. Like if I'm if I'm giving you a moment of vulnerability, I'm giving you a moment of sincerity, I'm giving you a moment of just the uh, what's the word? The transparency that you so desperately want from your man, because we've heard this before that women want a guy who talks about their feelings, right? I'm not I'm not crazy in thinking that. Like we've all heard that before. So a lot of my friends, they they they've walk that path with women and women will fucking weaponize that shit and throw it right back in their fucking face and I'm not with that so I can't I consider myself lucky you know but I know that not every man 
is as lucky as me to be able to weed that shit out pretty early on. The signs are there, though. When a woman starts asking you about money and shit. (laughs) Bitch, I don't got it. I'm broke. Brokey. You know? I hate. I I just. I, I. Okay. I've been having a lot of relationship talks with my friends the last uh, week just about like, you know, we get on the phone and we just complain about the opposite sex and our dating woes that we have. Shit you hear me talk about almost all the time on this fucking podcast. Here's the thing. And I've said this before and I'll fucking continue to say this until the day that I die. And I'm probably going to fucking get off of this thing the moment I'm done saying it. Actually... Before I get into what I'm going to say, okay, no, you know what? I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to end on some toxic shit. Is that cool with y'all? All right, cool. As men and women, we have to understand or find a compromise, get on the same page, middle, find a middle ground, better understand something. The moment we realize that we actually need each other more than we don't, um, the better we'll all be off. You know what I mean? We're constantly being sold this individualism. I can do it on my own. I'm happier by myself. I don't need anyone. I don't want anyone. I want to be alone. That's the thing that's sort of being pushed now in society, right? That if you're not happy, just leave and be by yourself. crazy part is, is that I actually agree with that statement. You know, if you're not happy, leave. I agree. You know, I do agree. The problem with that comes, the problem that comes with that is that allows people to uh, leave for just about any reason. If your life is in danger or your child's life is in danger, I understand leaving. If you want to leave because you don't like the way someone spoke to you, or you don't like the words that you've heard, then you, you you're 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 making the dating pool harder for everybody. You're making relationships harder for everybody. Not directly, indirectly. You do these things. Excuse me. You 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 placate. You placate those feelings and make the experience of dating far harder and tumultuous. I don't think I use that word right either. You make it more of a strenuous process. And it probably already should be given where we're at in 2023. You know, shit's not 2024. Sorry. It's very easy to just be like, oh, well. They did this and I didn't like it, so I broke up with them and I ended the relationship. Y'all hoes ain't serious. Y'all hoes ain't ten toes. The moment shit gets hard, you leave. And that's the disappointing part. If we just understood how much we needed each other, we wouldn't treat each other like this. (coughs) Excuse me. If we only could fucking agree. But you know what? That's enough of that. Before I get out of here, I want to real quick talk about this Nikki and fucking Megan the Stallion beef. If you don't know, 
Fuck, I spilled water on myself. Long story short, you already know how Nikki be giving it up when it comes to these female rappers, right? She got she got smoke for every female artist out there. It's like if she's not beefing with Lil' Kim, beefing with Cardi B, beefing with Lotto, beefing with fucking Sexy Red. Like, her name's just always in the mix with the new female rapper, right? Um, we've seen her go through this time and time again. Um, now... She uh, Megan dropped a diss song, and I think she threw some bars at Nikki. Nikki has been on an absolute social media tyrant, tirade, sorry, um, just responding to everything that she said. Uh, Nikki went on, then went on live and just like started. She just started being this uncouth fucking dog water fucking human being bro and i don't give a fuck about the barbs if you feel fucking offended man like you might not even listen to this shit but like nikki you're 41 fucking years old and you brought up meg's dead mom bro like what are you doing i'll even like you're do you do you not see who you're married to i'm not even gonna really put that out there because if you don't know it go google it but that is so corny to me for you to bring up that woman's dead mom, bro. Now, I will say this. You calling Meg, because I'm speaking directly to you, Nikki. Yeah, all right? And I know you're listening. <laughs> but you calling Megan the Stallion Bigfoot was fucking hilarious. I don't know why it was, but I, ch- I got a chuckle out of it when I watched uh, part of your live rant. Your little fucking... You're, I don't know, man. Are you... I know Nikki be on coke, but like, it was that. Are you still doing it? Like, as a mother, are you? Is you still a cokehead dog? Like, and I, I don't mean no Nikki hate, because I wanted, to, I want to be very, 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 very clear. I revere Nikki as one of the best to ever fucking do it. I look at Nikki as um hip hop royalty. The way the way that I look at um. I may not be fans of her. Like, I may not be the biggest fan of her recent music, but the way that I look at like a Jay Z. Or even a Kanye, I look at Nikki. I hold Nikki in the same regard. I may not be the biggest fan of her newest music, but what she's been able to do for rap, and not only uh, that, but female rap, I gotta bow down to. You know. So, but then I, I, how she fucking, how she carries herself has just been like deplorable at best. Because this isn't the first time she's gotten. <coughs> Excuse me. This isn't the first time she's ever gotten into like a fucking social media back and forth where it's just like, yo, you're you're the queen of rap. Now they're calling you the queen of rape, which is kind of hilarious, but you're the queen of rap. You should start fucking acting like it. Start acting like it, man. If you get some bars thrown at you, you fucking bar back. You don't fucking go to Twitter and start fucking throwing personal attacks at people. You're 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 I would like to think that you're better than that. You're 41 years old. You're almost my sister's age. You don't need to be doing that whack shit. That shit's corny. If one of my if one of my dead if one of my ops said some shit about my dead mom, not that I have ops, but if I did have ops and they said some shit about my dead mom, I'm going to get on the phone with that person and be like, "Yo, what are we doing?" 
are, like, do you want to fight? Like, is this like, do we got to square up now and throw hands? Like, because that's not what we're going to fucking do is bring up dead parents in a way where you're mocking them. That's not at all what we're going to do. That's not at all what we're going to do. So I I don't know. I just I think someone of her status I think someone of her caliber should just she she should do the way Jay-Z does when it's like niggas lower than them trying to bring rat talks. You either fucking sneak diss it or don't say shit about it because you're you're just like I don't give a fuck who you are, cannabis. Cannabis caught, caught a wild stray just now, and I'm sorry, because I kind of like him. But you get what I'm saying. Nikki should be above this shit, and she's not. It's fucking just like, it's it's just, you know, I don't know. It's the it's the same thing with, like, the, the older generation who, who hates on the, 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 the younger generation. Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Def, and Drake just had a similar situation Earlier this week, or I think it was last week, Yasin Bey said some shit about Drake's music, and now everyone's perceiving it as hate. He might have been right, but yeah, like, I don't fucking know. I've been talking for too long, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna go, but I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Shout out, Jay Z. I appreciate y'all coming through and listen to a nigga ramble, man. I'm gonna holla at y'all. The way that I see it is y'all going to see me at least twice a month. So count your fucking blessings, all right? Shouts out to my real niggas. Free Palestine till it's backwards. And y'all, those motherfucking Zionists can eat my black fucking ass, all right? I'm going to holler at y'all fuck niggas, man. Keep it gangster. Woo! Woo! Money, diamonds, house in different cities. I'm living my wildest dream. Baddies got a model movie options to make in the movie scene. You know all the game, but what's it really mean? for me what I need